Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com. Good morning and welcome to 50 Shades of Hospitality. This is Crystal Cavan, your host. Today, we are very happy to welcome Puneet Bajal to our program. Welcome, Puneet. It's a pleasure to have you on our podcast today. And could you please tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Christelle. And pleasure is on all mine to be on this podcast, 50 Shades of Hospitality. What a wonderful name you have for the podcast. I must, I love it. You know? I come from a, a hotel by name Hyatt Regency in Ahmedabad in Gujarat. And uh, I have been a Hyatt uh, boy, I must say, for past around 20 plus years uh, in this industry across various uh, parts of the world and uh, having managing hotels. And it, it is my honor to be able to be speaking about hospitality in India on your esteemed podcast. So thank you. Thank you. I'm going to start with a challenging question, Puneet. How would you describe the current hospitality situation in India today? How is business in general and how is business at the Hyatt Regency in Gujarat in in the city of, could you repeat that, Puneet, because I don't think I could say it. (laughs) It's Ahmedabad. Okay. Yes, that's it. That is it. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, fantastic. So tell us about business in the... The situation in uh, Ahmedabad or in Gujarat or in the country, India, actually, the business has bounced back phenomenally. All the hotels across the country are surpassing their 2019 results the way it was before pandemic. And mind you that there were a lot of projects which were... um, under construction in 2019 are now all open. So despite of addition of inventory, the demand is booming. There's some of it is to do with a lot of pending tasks that has been there, which were not done for last three years and are happening now in terms of projects, infrastructure projects, government projects, corporate travel. So it's coming back and a lot of binge tourism is happening. So when you look at all of this, I think uh, this is phenomenal. Tourism actually has been a significant contributor to our country's economy, always. And uh, now with hotels, restaurants, travel agencies, I mean, business as general, in general, is at its best. And uh, politically, economically, socially, technologically, environmental friendly perspective, we are all now more aware since last three years, we had time to sit back and think about how we do business. So we are being more efficient than ever before. So the situation and business is phenomenal. That's great. That's wonderful news. Tell me, Puneet, when you talk about tourism, where are the tourists coming from? Are we talking a lot about Indians who are traveling around India, 
other foreign tourists coming from where? Where are people coming from to visit India? So now it's global. In 2023, the ratios have changed back to normal. I mean, certain hotels like ours, wherein there were 60% expat uh, visitors compared to 40% domestic visitors. So such kind of ratios are, are coming back in season time. So we already saw that in the month of January and February. India is the host country to G20 uh, in 2023. And India is celebrating the 75th year of its independence. So a lot of um, uh, people coming in are from across the globe. Excellent. Yes, India is hosting the G20. That's fantastic. That's great for a great event for India. Can you tell us about Indian culture and more specifically about welcoming customers in hotels and restaurants? What does Indian hospitality look like? So Indian culture has always been very rich and diverse and uh, hospitality right from home, from its roots, holds a significant importance in the society. In India, we say Athiti Debo Bhav, which means you need to treat the guests like God. In uh, ancient times, when any guest coming to your home uh, and is coming in for the even for the first time or multiple times, each time you treat that person coming into your home like God. So this is an inbuilt culture of our country and welcoming customers in hotels and restaurants is just a replica of what you do at home, which is with warmth respect, focus of making the guests feel comfortable. At Hyatt, care is at the center of what we do. And our hospitality is known for its warmth and friendliness. And our colleagues, most of the times, go an extra mile to feel the guest at home. They offer assistance and provide personalized service. They kind of ensure that customers get a memorable experience. Good hospitality in India often involves, you know, anticipating guest needs and uh, hotel and restaurant staff proactively, you know, they offer amenities or information about local attractions or, you know, arrange transportation for you to go from A to B and the services that make the guests feel cared. So this is the whole culture about Indian hospitality in general in a snapshot. And Puneet, is there a different approach when welcoming an Indian client or a foreign client? Can you tell us, for instance, about some specific customs to consider in Indian culture that perhaps we ignore? Well, as I said, India is all about having a feeling of Atiti Devo Bhav, so, which means uh, guest is equivalent to God. It's all about reciprocation, you know, how you reciprocate. When any guest from any country, domestic, expat coming into India, it's treated with a lot of love and respect. Any Indian traveling back expects just the same. It is a popular saying in Indian culture that emphasizes how we treat the guest with utmost respect. And uh, it is all about warmth, kindness, generosity. It encourages people to go above and beyond in some format uh, and the guests feel comfortable and welcome. It is also a part of our Hyatt values. Every organization has got uh, values with which they, they run this organization. And these Hyatt values are actually global. They are not just specific for India. And this is how we ensure that uh, any foreign customer coming into India wants to feel comfortable, safe, and any Indian customer going to any other country also wants to be reciprocated the same. That's how it is. Yeah, it's a global hospitable philosophy. Yes, it's a, it's a fine balance of uh, efficiency and service. 
So when people come to hotels, the efficiency aspect of this business kicks in. And uh, when people go home, the service aspects of this uh, treatment uh, just gets changed a little bit different. That's the only fine line. Do you think that British traditions about hospitality influenced India and the way that they are running hotels or restaurants? Well, I would uh, not say so because uh, the curriculum that we have adopted in India for hospitality education is more from Europe and Switzerland than it is from UK. And as far as what we study is all about uh, French cuisine, Italian cuisine, we study more about wines from various parts of Europe and then now Spain and, and other places, right? I believe it is more to do with the this is how it started actually but now in our education policy over years a lot of changes have come in they are more focused towards uh, our needs now tourism education on india tourism education on on a lot of historical sites unesco world heritage sites places to visit so when we look at uh, our our education system it is more influenced with the european education system uh, initially and now it is more on the global perspective the essence of hospitality hasn't changed so that was always there in india so to adapt that education became very easy we study a lot of more business oriented subjects now so when students are graduating out of hospitality education institutes in india are more business managers are more leaders are ready to become entrepreneurs in their own sense than just being educated for a service industry of various departments in a hotel so it has enhanced dramatically in last uh, 30 years india as everybody knows is a multifaceted fascinating country historically in so many respects uh, you know it's an exotic destination it offers a multitude of tourist attractions and legendary places to visit and of course let's not forget its culinary and gastronomic traditions which obviously are not just limited to papadams and dal can you expand on this topic and tell our listeners why india continues to capture so many travelers minds so how i would say now a few reasons why india traveler intrigues you know travelers across uh, the world are because of its cultural richness historical and architectural wonders spiritual heritage breathtaking landscapes culinary diversity from northern part of india right from jammu and kashmir to the rajasthan to hyderabad to kanyakumari down south tamil nadu kerala eastern gujarat to eastern uh, assam and then kolkata right to western gujarat mumbai so it's a phenomenally diverse culinary experience journey there are millions of books available on that and, and information available online and foremost of all hospitality india has a diverse and vibrant culture that spans for thousands of years and uh, from its ancient history uh, there are a lot of colorful festivals like holi diwali dashera people come for art they come for music dance and uh, i mean of course the cuisine side of the story there are various tourism factors that the travel companies treasure trove these cultural experiences 
and these things are shown on a video by the travel companies to the expat travelers and then they get fascinated and then they come towards those part of the country recently there is a new tourism which has started to attend weddings for of indian uh, families because a lot of friends you know they come over and uh, they attend weddings i did the same i attended a, my friend's wedding in mexico and i loved it and we had a great time of our life those days uh, i can't forget the so same way i um, a lot of our friends come back for weddings back here in uh, india and would like to dress in that attire uh, do an elephant ride uh, you know participate dance eat that food and it's a seven day show so yeah it's a great thing I mean, there's a lot of craftsmanship. Uh, people buy a lot of goods at souvenirs from India, carpets, uh, uh, small little artisan, you know, jewelry, and many other stuff. Right? All this draws these travelers who are interested in exploring the country's history, and uh, and it's it's almost synonymous to being timeless in a way. India actually is also uh, you know home to very sacred sites like Ganges river you know Varanasi Rishikesh Bodh Gaya the whole spiritual path of buddhism is in India and uh, people those who seek nirvana do travel come and learn various traditional practices of yoga which is now become popular across the world which originated meditation ayurveda and then they provide a lot of opportunities on uh, wellness and rejuvenation education to your mind body and soul balancing of your chakras then from the himalayas in the north you know down to the oceans in goa lovely beaches in south of kerala and tamil nadu i mean it it is beautiful you know and uh, the deserts in rajasthan from camels to sand dunes and sand bashing and barbecues beautiful landscape in rajasthan so i believe all of this is a reason that india becomes a land of uh, incredible diversity you know both in terms of geography and its people and then the traditions languages art forms customs all these things you know make uh, it's a, it a multicultural tapestry you know i must say yeah it's interesting that you mentioned the spiritual and the uh, you know the, the spiritual traditions in india because i came from california i'm from california and i remember very clearly back in the 1970s 1980s 1990s so many people that i knew traveled to india to go to ashrams to study yoga to study ayurvedic medicine so yeah i think that we don't always think about that but that spiritual tourism has always been i think very popular and i'm happy to hear that it continues today in fact probably even more because more and more people are interested in these very 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 old traditions of yoga of uh, hinduism uh, and of course visiting temples and ashrams what is your opinion on the level of education that the country offers in terms of hospitality and catering and hotels and uh, restaurants your experience is obviously different because you know in different countries abroad has allowed you to have a more critical and objective look at this subject so what in your opinion is india doing very well educationally and maybe what could the country do better So India has made significant strides in field of hospitality and education in recent years. It has collaborated with uh, multiple universities within India and outside India to take this cross-cultural exposure as a part of the education curriculum. Now, the range of education program institutes are I mean the school of hotel management where I came from run by the government of India I graduated from Hyderabad and then after that uh, uh, I went around doing my masters from Cornell 
so uh, there is a significant uh, improvement since then when i was a student so indian basic uh, school of hotel management is called as national council for hotel management and catering technology we also specialized in applied nutrition at that point of time and now curriculum covers basic subjects like food and beverage and front office housekeeping culinary arts event management tourism studies what has changed now is it has become also business administration oriented you become a business manager you become an entrepreneur uh, there are a lot of uh, good institutions some of them are like uh, international institute of hospitality management iihm they are collaborating with uh, various universities in united kingdom good students are coming out of these colleges as well in addition to the government institutions what can be done better is the cross exposure now these institutes have already started sending their students not only in the first year they go to a hotel in india they understand the basics of hospitality then in the second semester or the third semester they travel abroad they go to middle east they go to even uh, towards thailand they go towards europe some people who can afford and have family do travel to uk or us and do their exposure into hospitality internship as a part of their curriculum and colleges have tie up they help in visa processing student visas they go there they, they get that exposure they come back and then they are far more critical as you said in terms of understanding that they look at the world with a completely different perspective after having exposed to this multicultural multinational environment we can also take our hospitality education on notch up by looking at certain programs for the faculty development because uh, it is the teachers who would eventually teach these students and who are the faculty so uh, certain colleges are inviting professors from established universities in switzerland established universities in um, in uk established universities in usa and those professors like doctors same way come over and teach the faculty to make their exposure better and faculty tours are also organized by the government that they take the faculty up Uh, and then expose them to the industry to make them understand what is new age how is the technology uh, impacting the service industry how is the new age traveler which is impacting the tourism industry so this is both a give and take between student and faculty both development is an important point that where we can do better you are now established in uh, the the province the region of uh, gujarat Can you tell us about this area and about the city where you live? You've been there since January 2020, just before the COVID crisis. That must have been an interesting experience. So maybe you could also share a little bit about that. So tell us about where you are, what kind of tourism is happening there and about of course Gujarat which is very famous this region. Could you tell us about that? So Ahmedabad is a very vibrant city. It has its uh, own culture. This is a place where there was never a war. The name of this city was Karnavati and then uh, there was a beautiful river of Sabarmati which flows through the center of the city which is very serene and we are located at the bank of the Sabarmati river and the view from our rooms is fantastic and very serene I must say. This is in the year 1700s when there was an invasion of uh, Ahmed Shah into the city but this invasion was not about uh, taking over and uh, and damaging the place but he felt so enriched with the flora fauna uh, of the whole place that uh, uh, the water of this place had some magic uh, you know as they say and because of which uh, 
instead of moving ahead he said okay i am so happy to see such a beautiful location uh, in this country that i might as well settle here and then he lived here forever so ahmedabad then started developing because of its route towards trade and uh, textile became the main business in ahmedabad gujarat and followed by diamonds and jewelry and uh, it got a nickname and it was in india when it was british raj it was called as the manchester of east this was a great uh, connotation given because of the numerous manufacturing units and uh, now uh, ahmedabad has developed immensely in multi facets of industry pharmaceutical has become ahmedabad and gujarat as a state is one of the largest manufacturing states not only for pharmaceutical in terms of drugs but also in terms of uh, equipment that is being manufactured for medical fraternity to make lives better for testing them and uh, into automobile manufacturing the various industries of car manufacturing are in ahmedabad and around ahmedabad information technology with uh, one of the biggest conglomerate of uh, india now coming up adani enterprises has uh, ventured into aerospace has ventured into defense has ventured into ports and many others i can go on and all this head office is in ahmedabad and it is a great blend of traditions garba is a very famous dance of uh, gujarat and uh, two times in a year we celebrate navratri and those nine days it's all about fun and dance and music and culturally rich we get a lot of tourism from various countries to people to come and dance in this garba it is like one big large family of 10000 people dancing together in a stadium yeah it's phenomenal coming to the part of covid which you mentioned about in your question covid taught us a lot we have always been doing things a particular way in our lives and the momentum has been on all the time and we have always been on working and looking for the next day and how we can do better a lot of concepts of kaizen style of management came in to look at processes again but covid really gave us the time to sit back and see i mean do we really need to do all of it what we do that time really changed the way we do business now we have restarted we have let go of a lot of processes which we did not need to we have brought in certain processes which we need to and this entire time gave us the time to look back how to view business 360 and uh, the management methodology we learn from our design thinking workshops on uh, in our sessions during covid because there were very few guests and we had a lot of time to do these workshops that how now we are implementing these new things and those learnings from our design thinking workshops in our day to day operations covid had a lot of setbacks in commercial business but also gave us the path to how to do business better so take what exists and make it better was our philosophy during covid After the pandemic the world of hotels and restaurants has experienced and continues to experience a severe shortage of trained personnel. Has this also been the case in India? Is it still happening in India and what about particularly in your city and hotel in particular? You're absolutely right. This is the biggest topic of discussion at all management meetings the hospitality industry worldwide including india has faced a severe shortage of trained personnel especially during covid when everybody went back home and to look after their loved ones and after pandemic the intake of students into hotel schools was minimal because 
the schools were not really open and everything was online and people had very less exposure and our industry is more about human touch we are humans we are looking after humans our tools to provide services are human so it was all about a human touch and all of a sudden this vacuum of two and a half three years where the hospitality education did not really fulfill the way it generally does caused a vacuum because it is not a very i must say very well paid industry in the initial years of your life saw a shift in career choices for the students who did hotel school as well then they, whether it is retail whether it is shopping malls whether it is hospitals a great amount of service has come in into malls and hospitals as well and retail luxury living and uh, these industries hospitality is the icing on the cake their core job is something else while hospitality is the icing on the cake which they have brought in to make the experience of shopping or the experience of a hospital or experience of a retail luxury living more dynamic and no better than a hospitality educated personnel to go into that industry so the demand as it grew in terms of hygiene safety the living standards went up as the living standards went up it is these students who got phenomenal opportunities to look at various sectors which came out of this pandemic and uh, the core hospitality faced a bit of a setback in finding trained professionals to be able to do their job so training became a major focus the role of a training manager became important in our industry as it used to be 20 years ago to address this issue it becomes crucial for our industry and educational institutes to collaborate you know and take proactive measures like uh, industry academia partnerships upskilling reskilling people and of course take promotional approach towards the hospitality careers as such as a part of this g20 summit what the government of india did they organized tourism as one of the major source of this workshops the first tourism workshop of the ministers and the secretaries took place at the run of kutch in gujarat run of kutch is such a beautiful white sand desert and they created a phenomenal village in the middle of that desert when in full moon night you can feel as if you are on a bed of a silver sea if you go into internet of things and look at run of kutch and look at the resorts there and look at the there's a road to heaven that has been made there it is a road that is made on top of a ocean water that has come into the land and inland sea has formed and they have made a road there such things were showcased to the world so efforts were taken in gujarat efforts were taken in many other states uh, other than gujarat as well but the show that went on there i was very lucky to be a part of it and what i saw the g20 delegates experiencing was phenomenal so this is just a start after pandemic and we are very confident that uh, as the industry has bounced back in terms of its uh, economic uh, in infrastructural development fdi coming back into the country lot of foreign investors are investing money they feel that this india is the ground as a developing nation who is now providing a lot of employment to people in developed nations you know uh, whether it is about ordering aircrafts building new airports and and so on and so forth i believe our city and hotel in particular is getting benefited because of this particular policies uh, that the government is really making us feel proud 
Does Hyatt offer training programs, apprenticeship programs for people that may not be coming out of hospitality schools? Do you take sometimes young people and do in-house training? All the time, all the time. It has been there since I was a child, I must say, you know, or a kid when I joined hotel industry. I mean, we are examples and prodigies of such training programs. I myself was uh, training with Hyatt and uh, I grew with the company to then, you know, become a general manager of a hotel. I mean, not only this, we in fact have a program called as Rise High, wherein we take certain underprivileged uh, children who may not have gotten opportunities otherwise in life to be able to be in hospitality industry. So we take them as apprentices we create a program we teach them we find their interest whether it is in cooking or whether it is in cleaning or whether it is in serving or whether it is in technology or finance or hr the multifaceted departments so at a time we have around seven to nine trainees always in our hotel to do a four month or 18 month training program so yes we in fact have for somebody who is dynamic and uh, really shows great leadership skills in communication and team bonding we have a corporate leadership training program as well so we hire corporate leadership trainees to then make them into budding managers so yes hyatt has always had that and uh, and will continue yes and we've heard from other guests that uh, the Hyatt training program is quite exceptional. Quite a few people have told us that uh, it's quite impressive, their training program. I have another question. The pandemic is an example of the changes the hospitality world has got to get used to. They have to understand that, you know, this could happen again and they have to prepare for it. By their nature, these challenges are not always predictable. And hotel and restaurant stakeholders were taken by surprise. Some were able to cope, find solutions, and quite a few simply suffered and sadly went out of business. Scientists, experts, scholars, they talk about crisis management. Based on your experience, what advice would you give so that you and other hospitality leaders are not surprised when the next crisis or challenge arises? There's no standard formula to deal with such situations. There's no SOP, you know, that's why it's called crisis management, right? It just comes. What we learned in these situations, it makes us more resilient. It happened in our lifetime. There was a generation who did not see any of this. There will be a generation who will not see any of this possibly, but it each situation makes us more resilient and more agile. It gives us the confidence of finding new ways of handling, but this crisis This time it was biological and it impacted human life. Tomorrow it can be a cyber impact on humans. Next time it could be an economical impact on human lives. In today's day, we see that there are certain hotels which are operating in war zones, which was never there before. So for all these unseen situations, I believe we cannot make an SOP. But in our lifetime, COVID has taught us agility and flexibility, resilience, and looking at a business from a perspective, the way it comes to you when the crisis hits you. So taking care of people as a Hyatt, we always believe in we care for people so they can be their best is our motto in all situations. Even in pandemic, as you would have heard, various organizations and so did ours formed certain pools of funds to be made available to people, those who needed it. So we came out of it and I'm confident this has taught us and any near, hopefully, situation should not come. But if it does, uh, we should be ready for it. How do you see the future of hospitality in India, Puneet, and beyond its borders in the years to come? What challenges do you think we need to be prepared for? And would you be willing to talk about climate change as well? Because obviously, 
that's a big, big topic today, and India is on the front line. Do you think that the climate crisis uh, poses high risk for Indian tourism? The future of hospitality in India and beyond its borders is expected to be very dynamic. It will be shaped by various trends, factors, vulnerability to extreme weather. Now, because of, as you said, climate change, the weather is changing. Sometimes you plan a wedding outdoors and it rains. And then how do you deal with it? It impacts a lot of uh, times you are traveling on road and there are landslides and uh, biodiversity changes. The water scarcity in certain parts of the world makes you build hotels differently, build your bathroom amenities, fittings differently. That's why there's a stress on resources, health, safety concerns, loss of cultural heritage. You know, at some point of time, we forgetting our old tradition may pose a bit of a risk into tourism. Now, addressing these risks requires education. Already, there are efforts from the government in our new education policy to reinstate all the cultural heritage right from class five onwards. And uh, when the child will reach class five, they will start reading about all our cultural heritage so that when they become 20, our richness is not lost. And then this can continue. The Archaeological Society of India is making a lot of efforts in um, ensuring that the sites are preserved. In one of the G20 summits, which I was attending, we attended a 7,000 year old Harappa Mohanjodaro site, which has been preserved and kept in Gujarat. So these things are now becoming more aware, new technologies helping us to be able to preserve that. Every organization is now talking about sustainable tourism practices, promoting eco-friendly accommodation options. We all have commitments for short term until 2030 and long term until 2050 on reducing carbon emissions. We have our targets on day-to-day -day basis on water resources conservation, electricity unit conservation. We have, uh, how are we supporting local communities? We have a program called Hyatt Loves Local and we are buying goods from local communities. And then these kind of impacts together with working with the society and working with the environment, creating awareness among ourselves and operating our hotels in such forms, using technology to reduce these carbon emissions is helping us to address and help mitigate the impact of climate crisis on Indian tourism. Additionally, how I say it is, uh, you know, when we adapt certain strategies, including improvising infrastructure resilience, you know, like say, for example, when you have tornadoes and when you have, uh, uh, you know, uh, implementing early warning systems and that can enhance industry's ability to cope with climate related uh, challenges. So we had tourism uh, a very short while ago. We had a typhoon kind of a situation in Gujarat. It was all over media, all over news. So that helps people to know trains were cancelled, flights were cancelled, buses were cancelled, people were evacuated from the coastal areas. It lasted 48 hours. No life was lost. Then the weather department said it's all okay now. And then the tourism bang on. So hotels witnessed 100% uh, occupancy immediately after that. So yes, climate change is happening, but we are being more adaptable and uh, more aware. We are celebrating Earth Days. We are celebrating World Tourism Days, not only by virtue of an event, but also planting trees, adapting certain animal shelters, looking at old age homes, looking at contributing into educational institutes. The way to celebrate these occasions of Earth Day or World Environment Day or World Tourism Day are more focused towards uh, the factors we just spoke about than just doing an event.
Puneet, would you like to send a personal message to this platform before we say goodbye to you today? So since this is a podcast related to hospitality and hotels, you know, I believe the maximum amount of audience who would be listening to this would be professionally involved in it or possibly want to invest in it as entrepreneurs. So I would again go back to my statement that at Hyatt, uh, we care for people so they can be their best. I believe this belief must be lived in in today's leaders and the leadership expectations by the investors as well. This is the message that I would like to share with the people that take this care as the core of the purpose of life. And then from there, all businesses shall flourish. Puneet, thank you so much for being with us today, for sharing your insights, your experience in India, for telling us more about hospitality in India. We thank you so much for being part of Fifty Shades of Hospitality. Thank you so much, Crystal. It was amazing and uh, lovely. I'm so honored to be a part of this. Thank you. Thank you. Today's episode is being sponsored by Swiss Hospitality Guild. SHG is a training center created to meet the strong demand for specialized hospitality staff. This training concept was born from the experience and expertise of its founder, Egidio Marcato. Egidio has become a reference in the world of hospitality coaching and has had success stories in skills championships, including Swiss skills, Euro skills, and world skills, as well as the AICR World's Best Receptionist Competition. Contact SHG at www.swisshospitalityguild.com.